We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hope you're having a nice day. I am Dan Day. On a Thursday, that means the sports weekend right around the corner. We're going to get you ready for it in just a few minutes with the Joe Rose Show. Talking college football with Brian Jones, Dan Levitard, and Mason Rudolph's six-day-in-waiting apology, plus Stephen A. Smith. T.O. took some shots at him. He took some shots back. But right now, let's take some shots at some headlines. The Canes basketball team defeated Missouri State earlier today, 74-70. They play Florida tomorrow at noon. The U's football team play FIU Saturday, 7 p.m. at Marlins Park. Tonight, the Colts take on the Texans at 8.20, while Sunday at 1, the Dolphins will play the Broncos in Cleveland. The Heat remained undefeated at home this season, defeating the Cavs 124-100 last night. Duncan Robinson led the way with 29 points. Miami plays again in Chicago tomorrow at 8. The Mavericks' Luka Doncic scored his second triple-double in a row last night, leading Dallas past Golden State 142-94. This second triple-double was led by his 35 points. The previous one he had, he scored 40. Tonight in college football, NC State takes on Georgia Tech at 8. The Panthers play the Ducks tonight at the BB&T. Puck drops at 7. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The Marlins have designated pitcher Wei-Yin Chin for assignment and added six players to their 40-man roster. Chin's overall ERA with the fish was above 5. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. A Boca man recently robbed a bank, but at the end had an odd request. He asked to tell her to hand over less money. Sandy Hawkins asked for $1,100 when he was given $2,000. He demanded that the teller take back the excess $900. You can never say Florida man is greedy. In preparation for Thanksgiving, vegetable company Green Giant recently cooked a 1,000-pound green bean casserole. As with most green bean casseroles, when served to the crowd, most just kind of picked at it then threw the rest away. Mm-hmm. A New Zealand woman and Australia man were married on a plane flying from Australia to New Zealand while at the midway point between the two countries in the air. Not everyone gets their lifelong dream marriage and wedding, but hey, I guess some do. Now on to weather brought to you by Halea Park. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy with temperatures in the low 70s. Win a brand new $45,000 Mercedes-Benz at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through November 30th. Grand prize giveaway Saturday, November 30th. Woo, college football heating up that college football playoffs. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Some teams still got a long way to go. So the Joe Rose Show caught up with CBS's Brian Jones talking about Tua in the game too long the other day. Oh, hell no. The Alabama college football playoff outlook. Also, are we going broke for Burrow? West Coast, it could wreck the SEC. And is Urban Meyer coming back? Talk to a buddy of ours, Brian Jones. I I miss him. College football analyst, 3.30 this week. Must be making big money. 
because he dumped radio like a bad day. <laughs> I can't he even dumped, finish my sentence. He dumped radio like a bad day just so he can look pretty all made up wow. Saturdays on that, that SEC CBS TV that we all watch. Texas A&M in Georgia, Saturday at 3.30. We bring on Brian Jones right now. Brian, good morning. Welcome to the show. Fellas, what the hell is happening? You're in the middle of it. You should know, Tua. I mean. Oh, oh my goodness, man. How, how crazy down, How uh, crazy was that? Oh, it changed everything. It, for some odd reason, anytime we have a doubleheader, it seems like something crazy happening. There's always breaking news each and every year, and nothing changed this past weekend with us having the doubleheader. And, and, and so, of course, Tua goes down and then a freakish accident, as Coach Saban stated. And you could feel the emotion and see the emotion in his eyes in that post-game press conference. So you knew this was serious. In fact, they had to cart him off the field, gave us some oh. insight into how serious it was. But then seeing Coach Saban and all the emotion pouring through him, and I'm sure that was a very, very somber locker room. And uh, all the best wishes to two. Apparently the surgery was successful. Uh, so uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen play this game, and I think his career is over there at Bama, as it should be, move on to the next level. It may have a situation like a Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame, I was going to be a high draft pick, got hurt in the bowl game versus Ohio State, and Dallas still picked him uh, pretty high, and look how that's turned out. Brian, I, I got to bring this up because people said, did did they leave him in too long? Oh, the- hell no. That's ridiculous. First of all, you want this game is about rep, and I don't care what you did the prior week. Yeah. You still need reps. You have to stay sharp. It's the end of the first half. You're already thrashing Mississippi State. You're going in for one more series. You're going to chunk the ball around so you can work on your two-minute offense. So it was just one of those instances where all these different elements came together, two defenders sandwiching this guy and, and falling on him in an awkward manner. That's football inherently violent. And so, no, there's no there's no assigning blame anywhere other than to football. As we say in Texas, chalk it up to the dirt and let the rain settle it. No blame whatsoever. <laughs> Brian, can Alabama, uh, you know, if the right teams lose here or right teams lose there, can they still make the playoffs, do you think, with two out at this point? I think they can because they have that political capital. They have that cachet. That's why they didn't fall too far, losing to LSU a couple weeks ago. And although they only scored three points in the second half of the ball game, their defense stood up, who also had some injuries. Uh, Raquan Davis, DJ Dale left that ball game. So they really shut down uh, Mississippi State. So, yeah, they're just outside looking in. If they go on, of course, they'll beat uh, West Carolina, Western Carolina this week, and then they have Auburn. If they thrash Auburn, yeah, they're still in the conversation. We've seen in, in prior years them make it, but a lot has to happen because if Oregon if Oregon and Utah meet at the Pac-12 championship as one-loss teams, I think one of those are going to get in. We'll see what happens with Penn State and Ohio State this weekend. I think Ohio State wins that ball game. Then they've got a resurgent Michigan team to take on on the road. So that'll be interesting. But, yeah, there's a lot left. Uh, you know, Clemson pretty much a fait accompli. They're going to be the champs there in the ACC. They're in. And, and you know, let, let's say Alabama wins out. LSU loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. I mean, there's so many scenarios that are still alive. Who knows what happens? So that's why you keep your head down and continue to play good football and put you in a position where you could possibly get in. Brian, is Joe Burrow the first player taken in this draft? If you need a quarterback, if you're sitting there and you need a quarterback, I'm going to say yes. 
Yeah. Uh, this guy is, is nails. He's, wow. he's unflappable. Seeing him up close and personal in, uh, there at Alabama uh, versus the Crimson Tide, uh, he, he's just got this cool disposition and demeanor. I call him Andy Dufresne. That's who he, he, he looks like. <laughs> That's his doppelganger right there, man, from Shawshank Redemption. And as, as smooth as Andy Dufresne was, uh, that's how smooth he is out there on the field. And he has really stepped up his play. And the way they utilized his legs late in that ball game oh, to steal man. the victory was incredible. So, yeah, I, I think he would be the first. Uh, Chase Young is going to be right there with him, depending on who sits there with that first pick. You know, those guys may go one and two. Brian. Uh, you brought it up before Utah and Oregon, the Pac-12 title game, if they if they meet up or when they meet up uh, towards the end of the season. The worst case scenario for them would be Georgia beating LSU in that SEC championship game, right? Because there is a possibility, because of the way everything goes, that even the winner of that Utah-Oregon game, if Georgia does do the upset and they beat LSU, could they get screwed? Could one of those teams get screwed out of getting in that Final Four, even with a win in the Pac-12? They possibly could, but I just don't see that happening. Both of those teams are sitting there with one loss. They played some very good football. Oregon just, uh, uh, you know, aside from last week, they, they had a three-game stretch there. Get some tough ball games, Washington, Washington State at USC. And, and, and you, you look at Utah, the way they're playing on defense right now. They are legit. One of the top defenses in all of college football. Tyler Huntley, quietly one of the best quarterbacks. This guy's having a phenomenal season, and he, he's got to be the most underrated in the game right now. So if they continue on their current track and it's a competitive Pac-12 ball game, they're going to get in. Brian, but wait. All right, so listen they to They should. It's right. about time. No, but this, It's about damn time. The scenario would be this. Clemson wins the ACC, wins out, they're in. Ohio State wins the rest of their games. They're in. They're in. So there's two teams in. Georgia beats yeah. LSU. So Georgia's in. You're going to take LSU yeah. out and put in Utah or Oregon, or are you leaving uh, LSU he, in there? He got a point there, Brian. You can't take that's LSU. A, that's a great point. I think it depends on whether or not it's, it's, it's a domination in, in either of those conference championship ball games. That's a huge oh, that's a, a, a That would mess it up, and, and that would definitely further the argument that people like myself make to extend the playoff or expand the playoff. Right, right, right. But uh, let's hope that nightmare scenario right. doesn't happen or yeah. maybe Maybe I want it to happen. I'm not so well, sure. Well, for, for talk uh, radio, we, no, we, we want, want LSU to, happen, to kick right. the crap out of Georgia so we can get a Pac-12 team in, man. Well, you want the Pac-12 team in. I want to see better football teams in there. I think Georgia's well, better than both those teams. Georgia, offensively, I'm not so sure. Now, their offensive line is dynamite, but and, and defensively, yeah, they're, they're kicking butt, only allowing one rush TD, and that was last week, to all have the Bulldogs. Uh, but offensively, they're not blowing the doors open on that right. side of the ball. They've been pretty pedestrian. So Oregon going up uh, against that defense would be interesting. They already went up against Auburn, of course, and, and lost there in the waning, the waning moments. And I like Utah's defense going up against the Georgia offense. So, uh, you know, the only teams that we're looking at right now that are just totally complete across the board, it looks like Ohio State, because LSU has defensive problems. Uh, they gave up over 600 yards of offense last week to Ole Miss, over 400 on the ground. So uh, they're smarting somewhat uh, on that side of the ball. So none of these teams are looking uh, elite uh, from a holistic standpoint. Hey, Brian, um, just to change it over for a second here, is that Florida State job, what's going to happen there? Is, is it still a sexy job? How do you look at that job? What, what are you guys, what are they saying about that job? Is pig, coochie, pork? Uh, yeah, it's a great job, man. Are, are, you, are, you, are you kidding me? That's a hell of a job. <laughs> Can you say that on the radio? Uh, uh, you uh, say whatever the hell you want, because I'm going to say, if my boss comes running in, I'm going to go, that damn Brian Jones, I, and I'm going to go, he's black. 
I'm going to tell him he black, so leave it alone. Checking all the boxes okay. this morning. That's it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to play that card. Dude. Right, right, right. Uh, does, does it come with pay? <laughs> that's, that's, I miss you, man. I miss you early in the morning, man. Well, I don't get those stories comes, anymore. You don't get up early well, anymore. I, I, listen, what comes up comes out, unfortunately, for me. But, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, that's a good job, man. That's one of those brand names. Florida State, when they're right, uh, you know, kind of like with my, my Longhorns who aren't right now. Uh, hell yeah. I think that's a huge job. And I, I'm sitting there hoping Odell Hagan gets it. I, I'm hearing he doesn't want it, but, you know, uh, why not? They played for him hard versus Boston College, and I'm sure they'll play for him again in this, this next ball game. But that's that's one of those huge ones, man. Yeah. That's one of those those brand names. So, yeah, they're right. I, that, that would be a coveted position. You think Urban comes back, speaking of uh, top coaches? You think he, yes. you think he yes. gets the edge? He's retired he 20 times. Okay. Yeah, well, he's resigned. You're right. But, uh, you know, I, I think he does uh, come back. He's a hell of a coach. He's proven it everywhere he, he, he's gone. So, yeah, I can see him uh, coming back and coaching again. None of that stuff that, that went on there at Ohio State has, has stuck with him. I don't believe there are always going to be those out there that won't uh, that will not want to move on and give a person a, a, another chance. But I think he can prove uh, that uh, this was a, a, a department decision to, to hang on to that assistant coach, Zach Smith, and 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 he can prove that uh, you know he was trying to do the right thing in that situation. Situation. He may not have uh, conveyed it in the right manner when he had his opportunity, but definitely uh, wasn't trying to. I, I don't think it was an affront uh, uh, on women or anything of that nature. So yeah. yes, uh, he, he can coach, and, and he will coach again if he chooses and sees the right fit. Brian, well, picture it right now. USC Urban job. takes the USC Ooh, job yeah. two years down the line. They're oh, in the national championship. They'll game. be in the final four. Four years from that, they're on probation. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. right. And they've got the offensive talent right now, the way they're throwing it around. Stephen Slovis threw for over four hundred last week. Of course they have the rival UCLA this weekend. They just had a ton of attrition on both sides of, of the ball, especially a quarterback. Uh so uh, yeah, he's talented and, and, and Southern California, he'll turn that thing around in one yeah. year. Two years national championship and then four years after that they'll be on probation. That's exactly how you see that. <laughs> uh, see that? SC's already done their time, man. They're not doing that. Oh, anymore. You don't have to Pete do that got out of town. Of all, Reggie Bush was stupid for giving the trophy back. Right, right. All he had to do was give the money back. All he had to do was give the money back that he had already uh, uh, said that he would give back once he went pro. So that's on him. And, and the second half, the new that trophy name back. and likeness, with the new name and likeness, uh, he ain't got to cheat no more. You just you wrap it up in a different manner. Exactly, right. exactly. Brian, thank you as always for your Brian, time. very, very outstanding entertainment, my man. We need to see you more, though. Thank you, brother. All right, my man. Appreciate y'all. Loving, loving, loving college football, especially this time of the year. The Canes on a winning streak. And my alma mater, LSU, number one in the country, looking to keep that good mojo going against Arkansas, which probably shouldn't be too hard, but never take anybody for granted. Speaking of not taking things for granted, Dan Lebetard loves life every single day. Up next, he's talking Mason Rudolph and having some fun, too. It's the best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Please give me a follow on Twitter. At Dan Day Radio. Speaking of Dan's, Dan Levitar and the team earlier today looked into Mason Rudolph's apology. It's a six day in waiting apology. What's the holdup? Let's see. 
If you were listening to the show last week, you know, we had a great deal of fun at all the hyperventilation surrounding Miles Garrett. And then the noise came down and everyone relaxed a little bit. And the news stream arrived with news stories. And yesterday, Miles Garrett is calmly going in to uh, plead his case and saying, look, precedent is not what you guys have done to me here. Precedent on this kind of crime usually gets three games. But... And if you've watched the Steelers play this year, you know what I'm about to say is true. Mason Rudolph is a little slow. So it took him six damn days to prepare this meandering statement of falling on the cross. Like just, uh. He was also bashing the head with a helmet, so. Yes, and he also had attorneys seeking a lawsuit. And once they told him there was no possible angle here, then he came up with whatever he came up with. And lastly, he didn't come up with this. <laughs> okay, uh, yes, but let's, before we go down this path, okay, because uh, we're always laughing at the hypersensitive around here. We're always laughing at overreactions. Mason Rudolph is in a job that he does not belong in, okay? He's in over his head. He is the face of a team because Roethlisberger's bloated face is out and he's not very good. And whatever the Steelers will do this year will be done in spite of him. And so he gets into the fight. And then after the game, Damn, you don't want to wait and see a little bit. You're going to wait it out. You think he's going to be great. He's had moments. I mean, entering that Thursday night game, people were talking about how he was actually playing. Well, look at that touchdown interception ratio. Now, granted, I watched Mason Rudolph and I was never impressed, but the numbers were there and they were a winning team entering Thursday night football. They're a winning team because Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick has won them a couple of games with uh, turnovers that he's taken for touchdowns. But regardless, okay, maybe you like Mason Rudolph more than I like Mason Rudolph's prospects. Dan, he has 12 touchdowns and eight interceptions, four of which came in that Thursday night, and he's in the Mike, top 32 in QBR. Mike, that's every damn guy in the league. Top 32, though. Every damn guy in the league that starts at quarterback. You guys, you guys ran... Cam Newton out of the league for Kyle Allen. And then you're, yeah, then last Sunday you're like, oops, never mind. Sorry about <laughs> well, that. I mean, Cam Newton's out for the year. Yeah. And again, we could do, right? Prior to the last game, Kyle Allen's been fine. Regardless of what you think of Mason Rudolph's prospects, he is learning to put on this whole face of a franchise thing. But the time he gave you honesty. And you rarely get it from the quarterbacks because they're concealed and they don't show you their emotion in the press conferences. He gave you honesty after that game when he was calling Miles Garrett a coward and calling him Bush League and giving you the hissing sound because of how frustrated he was because he was terrible. And at the end of that game, it was third and 29 and he was getting hit again. And he was just frustrated by everything that happened in that game. And he did some of the stuff that, uh, that created Miles Garrett behaving like a buffoon. But here is. Mason Rudolph, and explain this to me, six damn days later, he decides, okay, I'm going to do the prepared statement type of thing. Thursday night, to say the least, it was an unfortunate situation for everyone involved. I consider it a privilege, not a right, to be part of the NFL, to be part of a first-class organization representing the Rooney family and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, and I fell short of that expectation last Thursday night. On the final play of the game... With the game in hand the way it was, it had been, we had already lost two of our players to targeting penalties. As I released the ball, you know, I, I took a late shot, did not agree with the way he then took me to the ground, and my natural reaction was just to get him off from on top of me. And again, I should have done a better job handling that situation. No ill will towards Miles Garrett. Great respect for his ability as a player, and I know that, you know, if Miles could go back, he would handle the situation differently. You know, as for my involvement last week, you know, there's no acceptable excuse. The bottom line is I should have done a better job keeping my composure in that situation. And uh, it falls short 
of what I believe it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler and a member of the NFL. Definitely didn't say anything that escalated it, but like I said, I got, I got to do a better job of keeping my composure in those situations. And, uh, you know, I think it was, a, it was an unfortunate situation for, for both teams involved. So it's official. All the fun has been taken out of that story. Great acoustics. Fantastic. You can hear the paper blowing in the AC that he was reading. I'm not sure it was in that clip, but he also mentioned when he was speaking to uh, the media that it was a game in which there were two late hits. And then he was pressed on that. Wait, are you trying to explain your actions by saying it had uh, something to do with the hits? It had no. This was an isolated incident. It had nothing to do with the hits. But that prepared statement made sure to mention, hey, there was a dude bleeding from the ear. He went into straight uh, janitorial, boring quarterback mode. He he invoked the name of the Roonies. He he invoked <laughs> one of the greatest cards that you have to pull when in the middle of NFL crisis. It is a, a privilege to play in this league. It is an honor and a privilege to get my head concussed by a rage-filled man's helmet because I get to play in this league for the mighty Pittsburgh football Steelers. If anyone knows privilege, it's him, Dan. That's not what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Really? Are you not familiar with this brand of football? The, the team of James Harrison? This is not what it means to be a Pittsburgh? Steeler. It's kind of weird, though. I was listening to ESPN Daily, and they did a whole episode on Miles Garrett. The timing on that worked out pretty well for Miles Garrett because, it, it, in in parts, it seems like as though he's exonerating Miles Garrett and saying, "Yeah, I know he's sorry, and he's really not pouring gasoline on what could be, you know, what Miles Garrett is ultimately." He already did for. that back when he was being honest before the football Rooney's got a hold of him and scrubbed him down and told him, <laughs> "Get back out there, we'll get some other clown to play quarterback for us and go five and five. He already gave you the honesty, and then they beat it out of. Him. Called him a coward in the heat of the moment. Bush League and everything else. And now six days later, with six days to think about it, I should do better. You're so right about the privilege part of it. That is, it's like an ace. The go-to that's the, it's, that and the Rudy. Yes, you have pocket it's, aces. That's it. And I would go in front of Goodell anytime I got into any kind of trouble and would just open before hello with it's a privilege to play in the NFL. Not a right. It's not a right. It's a privilege. You think if Kaepernick said that, that one line, he'd be back in the NFL? Yeah, he'd be starting. <laughs> said everything else, just that one line at yes. the beginning of everything else. Yes. It's a privilege to kneel in front of this flag in the NFL. Always love listening to Dan Levitard weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560. The Joe Fridays are always fun with Dan Levitard. So please be sure to tune in to that. Up next, going to get kind of serious with Stephen A. Smith because Terrell Owens took a serious shot at him. Let's see how he responded Hold tight. It's the Best of the Joe Show. One more segment here on the Best of the Joe Show. Running back the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Thanks for joining me. I am Dan Day. You can also join me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And you can join Stephen A. Smith right here on this fine radio station weekdays between 1 and 3. He gets loud. He gets proud. And no different today, especially since T.O. Terrell Owens took a shot at Stephen A. Also took a caller. And Stephen A. will not shut up. What he wanted was transparency for people to see the full workout, to see the full Colin Kaepernick. Again, you, you mentioned obviously Max is going to get in here. And like I said, I'm in the streets. Max almost seems blacker than you, Stephen A. <laughs> with 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 what Time he with, with his coming, you know, out. with his commentary. Time 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 with all due respect, my brother. You don't, <laughs> I'm just you, saying, dog. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm just a, saying. I'm going to check you right now. You don't cross I'm the line. I'm just saying. Time 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 Wait a minute. You don't cross the line. <laughs> T.O. was talking about me with this particular instant, instance with involving Colin Kaepernick. Again, I think it was Bush League. I believe it was beyond the pale. But T.O. and I talk all, all the time about a variety of issues. And so, again, 
I think his statement was Bush League and BS. I don't believe he's Bush League and BS. He was my friend and my brother before the Jay show, and he's my friend and my brother now. So I want to make sure I'm very, very clear about that. Point number two, we're going to have a whole bunch of people that will probably call up and be on social media, and they hate the fact two black folks or a multitude of black folks are going at each other and stuff like that. I would say to you, I would defer you or refer you back to what Barack Obama said when he was running for the presidency of the United States of America back in 2007. We can disagree without being disagreeable. The crime and the unfortunate element of it all, particularly when black folks are against one another, it's not that we agree with, it's not that we disagree with each other and make salient points as to why we disagree with each other. The unfortunate part to all of it is that we resort to nonsensical levels just because of it. Because other groups, ethnic groups in our nation don't do that to each other. We shouldn't either. Point number three, the caller that called in here a few minutes ago that I had to cut off because we were going to a hard break and I welcomed him to call back into the show in hour number two. He talked about the platform that I have. He also said Colin Kaepernick has that platform and he was alluding to the fact that we need you to speak what you believe to be true as opposed to Parroting speech that black America feels you should make. And what I would tell you is that I hearken back to what I have always said. And I will challenge anybody in this world to refute this fact that I am about to break down to you. In a career that spans 25 years from the New York Daily News to the Philadelphia Inquirer to the Philadelphia Inquirer with Fox Sports. I'm sorry, with CNNSI to the Philadelphia Inquirer with Fox Sports thereafter to the Philadelphia Inquirer with ESPN thereafter to me having my own national television show, having a general sports column, having a nationally syndicated radio show after local radio shows, being gone from the business for nearly two years before coming back and having a show at Fox and then back at ESPN before being on first take for the last seven years. I have religiously made this statement and I challenge anybody to tell me one time where I, when I betrayed it. I have said to my bosses while fighting, by the way, any of my bosses at any job that I would have would tell you who's at the forefront of fighting for diversity and beyond. They'll talk to you about who gives back to HBCUs and beyond. They'll talk to you about all of those things and who's been a warrior on behalf of African-Americans in this nation, in this business. It has been me. And even then, I have religiously stated this. I do feel compelled to make sure everyone hears the quote unquote black perspective because there's a scarcity of voices available with microphones in front of them to disseminate a message to the masses about the quote unquote black perspective. I do feel an obligation to articulate that. I feel zero obligation to feel the same way everybody else feels. I speak for me. I do not speak for black people. I do not speak to the vast majority or anything like that. I would hope that what I believe identifies with a multitude of black people in this world. But none of us speak for all of us. None of us speak for all of us. I feel no obligation to agree with the masses. I feel what I feel. I say what I mean. I speak for me. Now, when there are enough black people or enough of a black coalition that deserves and needs to be heard, I make sure they're heard. But how I feel about it is separate and apart from all of that. I have been that that way through my entire career. I've been that way through my entire life and I will never change. If I'm wrong, I correct myself. If I'm right, I ain't budging. And when it comes to my position on Colin Kaepernick, I believe in my soul I am one thousand percent correct. You cannot get a job with an employer 
particularly one you filed a grievance against and ultimately settled. And now you're trying to get back with them. You cannot expect to receive favorable anything from them while insulting them at the same time. I stand by that. That's my message about Colin Kaepernick and what happened last Saturday. Everybody else can make it about whatever they want. And I just find it odd that the folks in Colin Kaepernick's camp, mainly a guy like Eric Reed, who took a knee on behalf of racial oppression and police brutality and inequality, are the first ones to attack their own people the second you disagree with a speck of what they do. I find that a bit ironic, but you came to the right place. I will never back up from this. I am right on behalf of myself and youngsters on to come up everywhere. I ain't selling out. I'm looking out. There's a lot of things in this country that's wrong. Black people are oppressed. Black people do experience racism. It is still unfair in the workplace. We are constantly behind the eight ball. But the challenges that await us moving forward, Colin Kaepernick's way is not the way to handle it. I will not bend on that position because I'm looking out. I may not have taken a knee. I may not have voiced my discontent at racial oppression and police brutality by taking a knee on a football field on a Sunday afternoon. But I've been fighting that fight for the last 35 plus years. That would mean before Colin Kaepernick was even born. I'll be damned if a football player bringing attention to something three years ago before transitioning to it being all about his employment in a league he openly felt aggrieved by so much that he filed a grievance against is going to sit up here with his cadre of supporters trying to label me something that I'm not and I'm going to run. You can bet the house on that. I'll stand wherever I need to stand and I'll fall any way I need to fall standing on that principle. I will not budge. Not one inch. That you have my word on. Champ, go ahead. I want to say this. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Terrell Owens was 100% wrong, and Stephen A. Smith on Saturday was 100% wrong. And here's why. You have a position. You have the biggest platform and the biggest voice in the black community in America right now. You have this position because ESPN is the worldwide leader in sports. Your voice transcends beyond Allen Iverson, beyond Michael Jordan, beyond LeBron James, and the rest. Everybody is looking up to you and waiting. On Saturday, you took a position. And because you took that position, the NFL is off the hook. So now everybody is focused on Colin Kaepernick and Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. has this beautiful position and this time should be quiet. You want to know why? Because about football, Colin Kaepernick is an NFL quarterback. You cannot tell me 96 players are better than Colin Kaepernick at the quarterback position. That's the topic. That's the only thing that should be talked about. But when Stephen A. opened his mouth and made it about what Colin Kaepernick didn't do to the folks that kicked him out the league when they let another guy back in the league for all kind of stuff, drugs, marijuana, um, hitting the pedestrian, and so forth. The list goes on and on. At the end of the day, Stephen A. Smith has a position of power. And sometimes when you have that position, you have to be quiet and let everybody else stop, speak first. Stop, because stop. guess what? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Let me no, stop. Let my, me stop. My, Let me no, stop. Hold on you. one second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish Let me finish, please. Finish your point. My point I'm going to make it to you. You're not a coon for those out here that make them stupid statements. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. For a 40 year stretch, we had a black mayor, all black city council, black chief of police, black neighbors, black principals, black power. So when folks say they in the streets in Leeds, Alabama, or uh, down south, anywhere else, Miami, New York City, y'all all are minorities. In the city of Detroit, you are the majority. So when folks start having these conversations on the public setting, they are misinformed because guess what? In the black community, there's thousands of black communities in the United States of America. So I challenge you to have a forum, bring on Allen Iverson, bring on Steve Smith, bring on Jalen Rose and have these conversations. Stop right there. Stop stop right there. Stop right there. I've listened. I've listened enough. First of all, I would remind you. And for those of us. That For those of y'all who don't know, Champ and I go back a long ways. Uh, he's my boy from Detroit. We've known each other for years. Ain't nothing but love. We disagree on a lot of things, and we agree on a lot of things. We both brothers. We always going to be brothers. That's fine. Here's, hey, where, here's, where, here's where we part ways. You don't get to make that call. Black people don't get to make that call. I make that call. This is my show. First take is my show. And the bottom line is, is that I have a platform where a minimum of 240 shows a year are aired. You brought up Allen Iverson. You brought up Jalen Rose. You brought up Steve Smith and others. Do you know that every single one of those people have been on my show? Of course you have. Hold on. Of course you have. They all came on shows to discuss issues. Of course they have. They'll continue to come on in the future to discuss issues. Who's the number one show that gives all these dudes a platform to discuss all these issues? You making my point. No, 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 no. Let me make my point. What y'all are missing is that. If I didn't do it on a Monday with them together, folks act like that outweighs the 239 other shows where not only all of these dudes have the platform available to them in this show, but also they can come on the show and tell me this ain't the truth, champ, because you can speak to this better better than most. Champ, this is a radio show. How come you always get through? You my man. Right. And I bring you on. Let me ask you a question. Champ, because people don't know how well you know me. Who? Who texts me all the time? I'm talking about all everybody. those athletes. Everybody. 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 And by the way, everybody. Say, and, and by the way, champ, what else do they do? When they text, what are they constantly told by me? This is your platform. When you want to come on. Mm-hmm. When you want to talk yeah. about this. Did you, you know? Wait, wait, hold on. T- hold on wait, wait. What you know is I'm do, not saying no names, though. I, I know that. I know that. You can't say any names. Right. But another thing, you also know I invited Colin Kaepernick on first take for two hours. I want everybody to know this. I said to Colin Kaepernick's lady, his camp, I said, Colin Kaepernick could come on my show with whoever he wants. I'll wipe away the two hours. The entire two hours is his. Live, unedited. It's all yours. Never heard a word from him. You know this radio show you call in here all the time. I didn't offer right. him the same platform there. I know so, you did, but I so, want to so, say this before so, you let me so go. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hang up. I'm going to come back okay. to you. Okay. My point to you is, yes, I'm a black man. Yes, I'm principal. Yes, I'm Afrocentric, and I got a conscience that's relative to black people. It's who the hell I am. But I'm also a professional who works for ESPN, who has millions of people watching me every day, who also ain't black, too. And guess what? They want to hear, they want to have their say, and they want to hear from these guys too. So if you give them the platform, just because they don't take it doesn't mean you can ask me to do anything. What you can't ask me to do in this profession is to shut up.
Because to ask me to shut up is to ask me to not do my job. And if I'm not doing my job, I wouldn't have this platform that everybody's leaning on to say, yo, you should shut up. Floor's yours. Well, when you say shut up, I didn't mean it that way. I said be quiet. And this is what I mean by that. You was the first to do it. You was the first to speak on Kevin Durant. And they ran with it. When you speak, they repeat it. They repeat the word narrative. Wait, they repeat the word narrative. Mm -hmm. They they repeat stimulus Mm -hmm. package. They take your words and add it to their playbook. Mm -hmm. So that means you have a platform that's super powerful. And all I'm saying in my position is this right here. The conversation that you had publicly about Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, was a private conversation. The conversation that Terrell Otis had today was a private conversation. I'm stopping you there. I'm stopping because I want to come back to you about something. Okay. T.O. was a private conversation. I understand that because that had no credence or credibility. That's just your emotion talking. You see what I'm saying? I was addressing the Colin Kaepernick situation and I was addressing you don't you want to be a martyr. You want you don't want to play. Why was that an opinion? But it mattered because it came from an informed perspective because they had been communicating with me leading up to the workout. I'm not a spectator standing on the side, having no involvement with it whatsoever and just watched. They came and reached out to people like me saying, will you help us? We know that it's unfair. We know he's been blackballed. We know this ain't right. He deserved the opportunity. Stephen A., Will you please help us? And I did. And what happened? You don't show up, which is fine. But then to handle the post-press conference, the way that you did, insulting the very owners. It flew in the face of everyone who talked to them to assist in convincing them to give you a chance. How do we, how do we ignore that and go like this? Private, not shut up, but be quiet and all of this other stuff. When you have this platform, the reason I have this platform, champ, is because I'm me. Because I don't wait to see where the wind blows before I decide what the hell I feel. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. For better or worse, right or wrong in people's eyes, that's what makes me me. Why would you want to encourage your boy to be any different than what you know me to be and what has clearly worked for me? Why? One thing you can say about Stephen A. Smith, he speaks his mind. And one thing you can say about today, it's almost over. And the weekend's almost here. Going to be a great sports weekend, but tomorrow night, going to be right back here. Rocking with you from 6 to 7 on the Best of the Joe Show. We're going to have the day spa. (sighs) We're going to have some Joe Rose. Might even have some Hawkman and Crowder. It's just going to be a fun show. So please, make an appointment to tune back in. If you missed any of the show or any of the shows on this radio station, you can get it for absolutely free, basically Anywhere, wherever you get your podcast, the radio.com app, our website, WQAM. Got any questions? You can also hit me up on my Twitter page at Dan Day Radio. Thanks for joining me. I'm heading out to Historic Dockers in Dania Beach to host trivia. I do that 7.30 on Thursday nights. And then I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, to have some fun with you here on the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.